0: Welcome to the first in our series of Christmas devotionals. I'm here in my Cambridge United Christmas jumper. Over the next few days, as we lead up to Christmas, different members of the church are going to provide for us a short reflection and thought around the Christmas theme. And we're really grateful for them uh, giving the time to do that. So do tune in every day. In fact, we put out a devotional every day anyway, but these are special in that they're Christmas reflections from different folks in the life of the church. But as we begin that, I'm going to go into a little bit more depth in one of the key passages that foretells the story of Jesus. In Isaiah, uh, written hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, we read these words, chapter 9 and verse 1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. And I love the idea that the Bible recognises our experience of distress and our feeling of gloom. It says no more gloom. In other words, we recognize that there is a time where we feel despondent, we feel uncertain, we feel fearful, we feel in darkness, we feel in gloom and distress. But a time is coming when there will be no more, when it will end, when it will be finished with. And uh, he goes on in, uh, in that verse and talks about how something precious will come out of Galilee. And then in verse 2, he says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. He reminds us, repetition is a key part of this passage. He reminds us that we've been in gloom, but there is a great darkness. He says, a light has dawned on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And I think it's important to, to understand and grab that metaphor of the dawn. The dawn is not the same as midday. The sun is not at its peak. It's not that all the shadows have been cast away. It's not that there is no sense of darkness. The dawn is the, the glimmer and the foretaste of what is to come. It is the hope and the promise of a growing sunshine. And Isaiah tells us that the day, the light has dawned. And we want to find out what that meant. But darkness is going to be completely dispelled. He says, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you. It's a time of celebration. He likens it to the harvest. He likens it to uh, the victory of an army. And then he compares it to the experience of the people of God being freed by Gideon against the Midianites. And he says that you have shattered the yoke that burdens them as in the day of Midian's defeat. In other words, he's recognizing that part of the gloom, part of the darkness is feeling oppressed and trapped and enslaved by another power or force. Now that may be literal in the sense of another nation, but it may be metaphorical in the sense of being enslaved by addictions or fear or doubt or our own sense of unworthiness. And he talks about it being like a a rod across the back, which is what you use to control slaves and prisoners of war who are chained together. And he says that this has been shattered by this light that is dawning. So the bringing up of the light has set free the oppressed. And that is further described in the way in which... um, war and violence is eliminated. He says, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Now we may be, uh, we've just done remembrance as I'm recording this and we're familiar with that image that's so often seen in First World War particularly of the boot lying in the mud, of the, the jacket discarded. And I think it's a beautiful image that as the light dawns, there is no more need for soldiers' uniforms. There is no more need for war. There is no more discarded boots. They are all destroyed because there is no need to have a soldier protecting us. There is no more violence. What is bringing this dawn? What is dispelling the darkness? What is removing the gloom? For to us, a child is born. And it's remarkable. We may be familiar with these words, but it is remarkable. It is not to us a warrior has come. It is not to us a great triumphant victor, but a small, gentle, innocent child. And that's the way of God in the small things, in the apparently insignificant things. That is where God comes. And yet this child will reign. The government will be on his shoulders. He will have authority and power. And he will be called wonderful counselor, wise advocate, the one who draws alongside to guide and sustain and to strengthen. He will be called wonderful at that because he draws alongside us. Notice that that's the phrase given to the Holy Spirit, too, that comes to fill us. It's the Spirit of Jesus coming within. And then perhaps the most remarkable words in the Old Testament. He will be called mighty God. How is it that a little child could be the mighty God? Could be the everlasting father to emphasize, to remind us, to be clear that the light dawning is God coming among us as a child. Not coming grown up, not coming powerfully and sophisticated but coming to us in the weakness of the stable and being the prince of peace. And we're going to see that peace is important. Every soldier's boot is to be destroyed. The angels talk about that peace has come on earth. And it's a twofold peace as we understand it. It's the peace, yes, of man with man, of the ending of war and of violence and of hatred and of division and of mistrust and of oppression but it's also a peace with God and a freedom to know God and to feel safe in his presence and to gently and calmly know him and walk with him for eternity without condemnation, shame or fear. And he says that this new kingdom, that when it gets to sun's uh, midday, when the light has fully shone, when the dawn has been fully fulfilled, there will be no end, that the sun will not be vanquished And that when Jesus returns, he will bring in a new kingdom of everlasting light. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The child coming is the dawn that tells us that the return of that child as the Lord and Savior of mankind will herald eternal justice and no more sin, eternal righteousness. And he concludes by telling us that the enthusiasm, the energy, the zeal, the the passion, the desire of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is what he really wants. This is what he's enthusiastic about. This is what he's energetic about, to bring the light through the child into the darkness, to bring the mighty God on earth as a son, that there might be no more gloom. And so we give thanks and we're going to walk this season with the mighty God who is born in the stable.